Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, before we get going, we have a quick favor to ask. If you enjoy the show, please give us a five-star rating and a quick review. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find us. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Wine Podcast for everyone. Today, we're going to talk about making inexpensive wine taste better. This episode is all about decanting wine. Why, when, and how to do it. We will be reviewing today's featured wines before and after decanting. Chuck has a Primitivo from Italy, and I have a red organic blend from Spain. Both sell for around $10. We will be doing the reviews up front today, then tasting the wines again at the end of the episode after they've been decanted. For my wine, I've got Honoro Vera Organic 2020 from Spain. It's dry, features dark cherry, raspberry, and some really warm spices. For an old world Spanish wine that's usually not something I would gravitate towards, I really liked it. It's juicy, it's well balanced, uh, its fruit is present but not overwhelming. Uh, I would definitely serve this one with food. The tannins are firm. Uh, not overpowering, but they just need a little uh, counterbalance. But I think on the decant, it's actually going to really help with those um, the firmness of those tannins. And I think it's going to turn out really well. Also a great value around 10 bucks. Honor Vera 2020 Organic Red Blend from Spain, $10.90, four to five stars. I was at the liquor store and I saw this bottle of Primitivo by Fantini. Now, Fantini is the maker of my house red. They're Sangiovese. I buy it all the time, recommend it all the time. So I thought I'd try this one out. It's $10.05, so still in the value price range. Didn't love it, though. I got a lot of blackberry smokiness, like a campfire kind of smokiness, and purple grape kind of taste to it. So it tastes like pretty young. It has a very low acidity and mild tannins. So it wasn't too balanced. It didn't have a lot to it. Very juicy, not as like wine structured. Out of the bottle, it's what a lot of people would call a little flabby. And I think that's just because the low acidity and the tannins is not very oaky particularly either. So I think it just needs um, maybe a decanting. We'll try later in the episode. But off the bat, Fantini Primitivo 2020, $10.95, two out of five stars. 
So, Chuck, on any given day of the week, do you decant your wine? Not usually, no. Yeah, me neither. But there is a good reason to do it. I think everybody assumes that you only decant old wine. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, for sure. It, it makes the most sense. And you only see the decanters come out in fancy settings, too. Yeah, that's true. So old wine and young wine can both benefit from decanting, but the benefits are quite different. So when you have an old wine, why would you decant an old wine versus why would you decant a new wine? And what are you looking to get from each of those plays? Yeah, that's that's the question of the episode. So on an old wine, it's had a lot of time to mature in the bottle. So it's getting better and better and better. Two things you want to do when you're decanting old wine is the same reason why you decant wine at all is to introduce some air into the wine. But because it's such an old wine, it doesn't need a lot of air. It just needs to open up and needs to, when they talk, you've probably heard about wine breathing. Breathing, yeah. Yeah, the breathing is just allowing the wine to interact with the air and that just helps open it up. The flavors, the aromas kind of bloom, but air is also working against wine because it starts to break it down. So old wines do not need a lot of time in the decanter. The second benefit of decanting old wine is getting rid of some sediment because there's going to be junk at the bottom of the bottle because it's just been so aging so long. And when you do, yeah, there may be some cork pieces too, there, right? There could be. I hope not, but there has, I have seen that. There's definitely sediment at the bottom of the bottle. We want to split those two out. And as you decant it, you can sort of see as you pour the bottle off where the sediment is starting to get close to coming out of the neck of the bottle and you stop there. That's really the benefit for the old wine. But on the young wines, it actually can change the wine entirely and you can make an inexpensive wine taste a little bit more pricey. So if you're decanting a cheap red, well, first off, no one decants whites, right? You can. Uh, it's it's not going to do a lot. There's some aged whites that I've, I've seen in decanting um, I don't think it does a lot personally, but it's not, let's, let's call it 95% red. Okay. So if you're going to age or rather decant a young red wine, what am I hoping to happen? I think my experience is it just gets a little brighter and the fruit and the aromas are a little more clear. So it's just going to, again, you know, at the risk of using some wine words, it's going to breathe and it's going to open up. Like it's just going to reveal itself a little bit more rather than just coming right out of the bottle. And that's because we're introducing oxygen and air to the wine. So it's, again, breathing and shows its best qualities. Do you own a decanter? Not officially, I don't. You don't need one, do you? Exactly. To decant, That's, do you? Exactly. No. You don't need a wine decanter. What do you use? So I make beer at home as well. So I happen to have an Erlenmeyer flask. What is which that? Is, <laughs> it's basically the shape of a cartoon science-y chemistry lab flask, oh. where it's really wide at the bottom, and then it narrows up at the top like a volcano, and then it's got the... It's like a big triangle. Oh, is that, is that what we think of as like a beaker in the movies? It's a, yeah, like a beaker. I love that idea. That's perfect. One second, it's right here. How do you describe that? Oh, I like, that? no, you described it perfectly. It's a triangle with a, with a narrow mouth. And that's all, that's what matters for a decanter is it has a wider base and a flared, uh, or a, uh, a wider base with a, a narrowing mouth and a spout. That's a perfect beaker. A perfect. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect decanter. Yeah. I like so it. So that, that was my decanter for today. If I didn't have that, I was thinking I'd just put it in a, a juice pitcher temporarily or a mason jar. Yeah. Glass is ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Because glass doesn't 
doesn't bring any scents or flavors or, you know, aromas like plastic can. Right. I like that. That's a great, that's great. Yeah. You don't need a wine decanter. I happen to be, today I'm using a wine decanter. It's very traditional. It's by a German manufacturer called Riddell. Chuck and I have been playing with Riddell stemware and stemlessware for years. Uh, this is this is my favorite. It's a single bottle decanter. You can get the doubles for the Magnums. I tend to break it out more for my older bottles, but uh, you know I really should, and I encourage everybody to bring it out on uh, on your average day and try inexpensive red. It it can make a difference when pouring the wine from the bottle into the decanter. Technique actually matters here, and this is one of the most startling things I learned in sommelier school. But tell me, Chuck, how do you pour your wine from the bottle into your decanter? Like no special way. I I didn't even know this was a thing. I just poured it in like I'd pour a big beer out of a bottle or uh, wine into a big glass. Yeah, like, yeah, no, nothing special. That's good. Which is good for young wine. So when I'm pouring young wine, inexpensive wine, into my decanter. I like a rough. You know, I'm gonna swirl the bottle. You know, like when you swirl the bottle and it kind of makes like a tornado effect. I do that. I I just shake it into my decanter as hard as I can and learn that in sommelier school. And because you're getting the most air into the wine as you can while it's going into the decanter. So you're splash pouring. Yeah. I'm basically I'm, like shake and splash pour. I'm within an inch of making a huge mess. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> now you were, you were showing me something earlier that I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So I got this as a gift from my uncle Dave. It's an aerating funnel. So what you do is you put this funnel that has several holes around the part where the wine comes out of at the bottom. Okay. You put this on the decanter or even maybe your wine glass, but it's really supposed to go on your decanter and you pour the wine into this funnel and it sprays the wine out into all different directions down the sides of your decanter. Okay. And there's also a little filter in it too. A little filter. For the older wines. The older wines. To catch any sediment. Okay. So same idea. So that's interesting because when you pour older wine, wine, you're going to pour really slowly because of that sediment. You want that guck to stay at the bottom of the bottle. So you're going to be really gentle. And you're going to pour, ideally, you're not going to pour the old wines into the middle of the decanter so it falls straight down. You're going to pour sort of to an angle so the wine gently sort of hits the side of the decanter, the the wall decanter, and kind of streams down the decanter gently to the bottom. But not for what we're talking about. You know, nosnobwine.com is all 20 bucks and under. You're going to shake that thing right into the bottle. Uh, Be rough. This is the time to be rough. Uh, And then we're going to let it sit 15 minutes, uh, especially if you're being rough. Sort of everybody talks about an hour kind of being the sweet spot for decanting. You know, let it give it an hour. Uh, We decanted our wines about looking at the clock about an hour and 20 minutes ago we're gonna be tasting them soon so i'd say that's that's our time is gonna be pretty good yep it's in the ballpark for sure yeah mine's definitely changed so i'm ready to try it out anytime yeah yeah, for my wine, exactly as I expected, it it just smoothed it out a little bit. Those those tannins just relaxed a little bit. The it's a little more round in the mouth. The fruit is it was already popping in the in the original, which was really nice for a wine from Spain. So it didn't do much there. Yeah, it just took the edge off. I I really like it. I I keep my four to five rating. It's really good. I mean, it it didn't go to a five to a five. This is a decanter, not a magic wand, uh, but it did yeah. good. <laughs> 
it did good things. I would say my wine, it, the decanter took it from a two to maybe a two and a half. You're right. It, it softens it up, takes off an acidic edge or sour note edge to it is gone. A weird grapey note off the nose disappeared. Oh, that's nice. Is it like those, um, oh, I've tasted this before, like those Welch's grape juice grape flavor? It's the grape where it's um like a deep purple yeah. grape skinny kind of grape grape taste. jelly sort of like like it's not quite a wine grape it, it's like the Concord grapes sort sort yeah, of like a juice kind of eating grape bubble gum like grape bubble gum not bubble gummy or sweet oh like um, when you take a red grape out of the fridge and pop it right in your mouth a black grape a bla- ah okay I got you with thick skin I understand okay that makes sense. So overall, tip of the day, if you don't love the young red that you're drinking, pour it into a bigger decanter or jar, shake it up a little, swirl it, pour it back in your glass. You might like it a little more, enough to get through it. Now, before we we end the show, there is something that's come up called hyper decanting. Have you have you heard of this? No, never heard. Okay, so if any of our listeners have are watching the show Succession on HBO, very popular, um, there's a scene where one of the children uh, named Connor Roy uh, hyper decants his wine, and what he does is you would have seen in the show is he pours his wine into a blender and blends it for a few seconds before he drinks it and. And supposedly that's going to make it taste better. Oh. So they call it hyper decanting. I mean, you're forcing a ton of air into the wine, right? That's essentially what you're doing. Now, this is interesting. This did not originate with the show Succession. A gentleman named Nathan Mirvold, who used to be the chief technology officer at Microsoft, became a cookbook author and he created a cookbook called Modernist Cuisine. And this cookbook's renowned because it is thousands of pages. It's beautiful. I would, I want one for my bookshelf, but it's also $700. <laughs> but this guy is the guy who figured out this hyper decanting thing. And he recommends putting the wine into a blender, blending it, and seeing if it tastes better. Have you tried it? No, I never have. And I have a little surprise for you. Didn't know I was going to do. I got a blender. <laughs> oh, no way. So. All right. How long do you zap? I don't there? know. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess uh, 10 seconds. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. So that sounds long, though. It does. Yeah. I mean, this maybe is... Maybe just do a quick three first. Three? Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some of this. I have some undecanted wine from the bottle that I held back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in there uh, as well. Sean has what looks like a milkshake blender. Yeah. In front of us here. It's one of the classic Osterizer um, type yeah, blender. that's going to... That'll do. Yeah. Now, it has a metal container. I have another one with a glass, but I decided this one looked cooler. For the podcast, that's awesome audio yeah exactly you know nobody, right on. nobody's gonna care uh, i'm gonna put some more wine in from the bottle okay um we'll probably cut this next part out because i imagine it's gonna be really noisy or not or not well the blender is sitting on my desk which is my microphone's connected to so there's gonna be a lot of noise either either way so um, what do you think? Three? Try maybe five seconds. Five? I've be- never, I've never even heard of this before. So let's <laughs> try on low speed. Yeah, this thing's only got one speed. Okay. <laughs> on, on. Here we go. Okay, it's, it's got to be foamy. all frothy now, right? It yeah. <laughs> 
it is uh, I can't oh it just disappeared okay the, the foam only lasted for a second okay I'm gonna pour like half of it and we'll see this if you're in an extreme rush <laughs> to drink and decant your wine yeah you're on the go you know pour it in your to-go cup right into the car you've got your dinner busy. and then you got the PTA meeting you got to get that that perfect glass of wine in right between wow it it has changed a little uh the fruit's a little brighter i i can't believe it the nose is about the same i want to i want to take it for another five second whir if we're okay with that yeah all right so put this back on putting the top back on i'm gonna i'm gonna pour that back in i didn't pour the whole amount so there's some some still in the blender i'm just gonna pour the the blended amount for my glass back in and i'm gonna put the top on the blender okay again this is where we'll blend we might cut it out we might not All right, uh, foam, very foamy, but we see that dissipates quickly. Oh my God, you got to see this. Yeah, it's mostly foam. It looks like a wine cappuccino. <laughs> That's a really good description. Now this time the foam's not dissipating, like, and it's still in the in the carafe and in the f- glass. The foam's not going away this time. Uh, feature or bug? Not sure. It looks like you whipped a froth into it, which doesn't look great. I got to taste it now. Okay, so this is interesting. The The middle of the wine is less pronounced. Like the fruit has been tamped down. Um, so that's, for me, not a good thing. Uh, the five second was good. The 10 second, too much. Now, this was like a glass and a half of wine, not a bottle. So maybe that matters. I don't know. Well, I just looked up online and a lot of people are reporting that if you give it a quick pulse, it's okay. But apparently too long and everything just falls apart in the wine. Okay, perfect. So that's literally what we just experienced, what I just experienced with this wine. Yeah, the 10 seconds is totally beating the, the snot out of the wine. But that first five second pulse was was impressive yeah it's got this very strange tart at the back of my tongue running down my throat thing happening that i'm not enjoying whatsoever but if you got a blender and a five seconds to spare blend your wine i'm not gonna blend my wine probably yeah, i don't blame you i i, I probably won't either <laughs> <laughs> decanting the inexpensive wine is good as chuck summarized earlier throwing in the blender not for everybody fun party trick if you do it only for a few seconds enjoy your wine a little bit on the decant yeah a full star or it's hard hard to go from a two to a three it is it's a decanter not a fucking magic wand that's right <laughs> it makes a <laughs> presto change Joe. huzzah two and a half from two <laughs> good hey so it takes eight podcasts to get smooth that's that's what we learned <laughs> yeah and thinking back to the first few did you see all those bottles that i bought i didn't get to look at the pictures yet but i saw your long ass receipt oh my god i finally tracked down or rather stumbled into a lambrusco Ooh, bastard yeah they're so rare like what why can't you not find them anywhere uh i don't think it's popular i don't think anybody knows what it is we should do a show on lambrusco We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wine Podcast for Everyone. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts as it helps other people find us. Tell your friends about the podcast. We know they drink wine too. (laughs) For more information on any of the wines we discuss, go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links. The Wine Podcast for Everyone is a production of No Snob Media. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.